There was a, uh, a very famous doctor, a surgeon, who lived in Yerushalayim in, uh, in the late 1800s, early 1900s. And his name was Dr. Moshe Wallach. Now, Dr. Moshe Wallach, if I show, show you a picture of him, which I will, he looks like a Rosh Hashiva. You wouldn't know that he's a doctor. He looks very, very rabbinic. He has uh, one of the big black yarmulkes, you know, that Rosh Hashivas wear. He has a long white beard. He has a black frock. He looks very rabbinic. And I'm sure he was uh, a man who, uh, who was a day safer. But he was the founder, he was the director, and the chief medical officer of Shari Tzedek Hospital. Anyone ever hear of Shari Tzedek Hospital? In Israel, right? In Yerushalayim, near uh, Bayit Vagan, there's a huge hospital. Um, and it's a you know, very, very good hospital. And it was founded in the year, in the late 1800s. It was founded um, by this Dr. Wallach when he emigrated from Germany to Israel in around 1891. So it's over 130, 140 years already this hospital has been in existence. And he was a leader of the religious community in Yerushalayim, meaning he was very respected. He was known to be a tzaddik. And he devoted his entire life to healing the sick and seeing to the general welfare of Jews of the old Yishuv. I am almost positive that he never got married, this Dr. Wallach. He remained a bachelor his entire life. And he dedicated his days and his nights to building up the Yiddish community, the Jewish community in the old Yishuv of Yerushalayim. And founding this hospital, Shari Tzedek Hospital, uh, for the sick people, for the sick Jews in the in in Yerushalayim of old. Now, in this particular picture, which we're going to show you, it's on page two fourteen. It's a beautiful, clear picture, and again, it's it's a picture which is over one hundred twenty years old, but yet it's very, very clear. It shows Dr. Wallach sitting in his white coat, with his back to the camera tending to a room full of patients. Known to run a tight ship in the hospital, he insisted that the premises be kept immaculate, which is clearly evident in this photograph, meaning you can't have a yeshivish hospital. A hospital is supposed to be clean and sterile, and you know there's no germs, and there's no... Uh, everything has to be misudder. Plus, he was from Germany, which you would probably have made it misudder, even if it was a body shop. So for sure, for a hospital, it had to be very, very clean and neat. And you see in this picture that like, it's pretty, pretty clean. Everything is immaculate. And you see the nurses tending to patients. And you see Dr. Wallach uh, looking into the mouth, I think, of a young patient. And it's a beautiful picture. I want to share with you a, uh, a letter that Rav Hutner wrote. Rabbi Yitzhak Hutner was the Rashiva of Chaim Berlin, and we've discussed many of his letters over the years here. Rav Hutner wrote a letter to a, a Talmud of his who was in medical school. And this student that was in medical school, who I happen to have known, it's a long story which uh, we'll speak about maybe a different time, he was in medical school in Europe. And it wasn't like, you know, going to Turo's medical school or Einstein medical school that you have minyanim and you have kosher restaurants and whatever, cafeterias. There, it was, it's completely gayish. 
the medical schools as well as the universities in Europe, especially going back, whatever it was, 80 years ago. And he felt like that he was living a double life. This Talmud, who used to be like in Chaim Berlin and very stark and, you know, learning three star a day, etc. All of a sudden he finds himself in Europe in a medical school with girls and with, uh, you know, Gayim and professor. Everything was like very different. And he wrote to Rav Hutner and he said that he was implying that it was Rav Hutner's suggestion, it was Rav Hutner's advice that made him go to medical school in the first place, which is debatable, by the way, but again, we're not going to go into it. But he basically said that I feel like I'm living a double life. I don't feel like I'm living, you know, normal, terradical life. I feel like I'm living a double life. I'm davening and then I'm going to this uh, medical school and having to compromise on a lot of my standards and my uh, tzniyas and all of these things. I don't know what it was, but basically he felt very strongly that this is not the atmosphere, the environment that he should be in. And he wrote Ruf Hutner a letter uh, basically saying that. Rav Hutner writes back a letter to him, a beautiful letter in his... Rav Hutner was very poetic and he wrote beautifully and uh, we have this letter for, uh, for posterity. And he writes that, I'm saddened that you feel that you're living, that you think that by me sending you to medical school, you are living a double life. He says, I never would expect any Talmud of mine to live a double life. But he says, that's not what you should be feeling. You should be feeling like you're living a broad life and not a double life. And there's a very big difference between living a broad life and a double life. And he gives a great example. He says, let's say you have a, uh, an apartment here in Queens with your family, and then you have another apartment in, I don't know, Midtown Manhattan, and you're doing, you're living here like a from Yid, and in Midtown Manhattan, you, you live like who knows what. You know, you have a whole alt, alternate lifestyle and like a whole different secret existence in Manhattan that you would in Queens. That's a double life because you're acting here like a like a regular person, like a regular Yid, and there you're acting not Yiddish. But he says, let's say you'd have an apartment in Queens, but instead of having one bedroom. It would be a two-bedroom apartment, not a one-bedroom. So is that a double life? That's not a double life. That's a broad life. You have a, you have a bigger apartment to live in. That's not a, no one, oh my gosh, did you hear Bamberger just, you know, he has a two-bedroom apartment. That's not, there's nothing wrong with that. That's a nice thing. So if Hunter says that that's basically what you should be considering yourself doing. You're not trying to, you're not living a double life by, you know, you're, you're, you're being a Bentaira. You want to get a Parnassa. And that's fine. You're allowed to get it. You're supposed to get a Parnassa. So, yeah, you're in medical school, but that's not a stira to being a bentire. You could be both. And then he brings a story in this letter about Dr. Wallach, about this great man, Dr. Moshe Wallach. And he says that I was once in, this is Rav Huttner talking, I was once in Shari Tzedek, in Shari Tzedek Hospital, and I was observing... Dr. Wallach, and I saw that he was about to perform surgery. He was, besides for being like the head of the hospital, the founder of the hospital, he was also a surgeon. And he was about to perform surgery on a patient. And before, he, before the gurney that the patient was on was about to be wheeled into the OR, into the operating room, 
So Rav Moshe Wallach goes over to the patient and asks him for his Hebrew name and his mother's Hebrew name. And why did he ask for that? Because obviously he wanted to daven for the patient so that the patient should have a refuah shlema. And then the patient was wheeled into the OR and they gave him, I guess, anesthesia. And, but he said, I was so nispoil over this story. I was like amazed when I saw this, that here was a, a surgeon. Okay, he's a from surgeon, but yeah, he was a surgeon. And, he went, and the same surgeon that was going to be, you know, performing a complicated surgery also had the ability to go over to the patient before the surgery, ask his name, said he could daven for him. And he said, I was so amazed by what I saw that I told this to one of the G'daylam of Yerushalayim. He doesn't say who. He says, I think he says, Echad HaMiyuchad Shab Yerushalayim. And I believe that he was referring to Rav Kook. Rav Kook was a Rebbe of Rav Hutner. Rav Hutner learned a lot by Rav Kook. And, um, and he was, he, you know, he considered him like the Echad HaMiyuchad, if I'm right, that that, if my hunch is right, that that's who he was referring to. And Rav, and Rav Kook said, if, the, if this Gadol in Yerushalayim said that how much we have to, um, how much we have to like laud and, and praise this man who has such an opportunity to be Makadishem Shemayim Brabim. So Kiddushem Shemayim, when you see a surgeon, you know, wearing a yarmulke, like looking like Rosh Shiva, and he's able to daven for a patient that he's about to, that's not normally, you know, per, a doctor, a surgeon wears two hats. Like they, you know, they want to be, when they're a surgeon, they're a surgeon, and when they're davening, they're davening, but they're not, they're not mixing the two things. There is, there's, it's either one or the other. And here this Dr. Wallach was able to combine and, and, and synthesize seamlessly these two things, being a surgeon and also being a very, from a Yid. And Rafutner uses Dr. Wallach as an example of how a person could live uh, a broad life. It's not a double life. He's not living, would you say, oh my gosh, Dr. Wallach, he's like Dr. 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 Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. He's like acting, a, you know, one way at night and another way by day. He's acting, you have to make up your mind. Are you a doctor or are you a rabbi? He was able to combine both. And that's what Rav Huttner was trying to impress upon this Talmud, that you're not, you shouldn't look at it like that. You shouldn't look at it like you're living a double life, but you, rather that you're living a broad life. And then he says... He says that we say in Shema, the Allah is you're supposed to stretch out the Echad. And when you say Shema Yisrael Shem Lekin Hashem Echad, you're supposed to stretch out the Echad. Why? And the Gemara says, If you stretch out the word Echad, Your days, your years will be longer. If you stretch out the word Echad. So in a, in a brilliant uh, you know, sort of poetic license that Rav Hutner used, he said, if you're marich b'echad, meaning if you are, if you expand your own echad, you broaden your life, now you have more than just one mahalach in life, but you're doing more in your life, then marichin lo yamem you yourself are having arichas yamem, it's a, you're a blessed person, because you're able to not only be like one dimensional, but two dimensional, you're able to have more to you, you're able to show Hashem's uh, greatness through your actions uh, that are broad. And this is something that I think is, is important for us here in Yeshiva to remember. If, you know, if, you, if this was a Yeshiva that, let's say, 
the guys learned all day, three star a day, and there was no college in the building, and that I don't know if we would be able to appreciate the letter that Rafutner was writing as much. We could appreciate it as a letter and as a concept, but not as a practical reality for us. But in this yeshiva, you know, we are we're building Talmidim with a dual curriculum, with a base medrash program in the morning, night seder, and then also with a college degree, with a, a very strong program of, of college in the afternoon, and with many different fields that are offered, many different degrees. And it's sometimes difficult for, for guys to, like, put the two together. So that means that sometimes a guy will just be able to learn, but he's, like, doing horribly in college because, like, he doesn't want to go to college. He's just, you know, has to go to college. His parents want him to go to college, so he's basically flunking out college, and he's focusing on yeshiva. Then there is another type of guy that we have, another, you know, different, different image, and that is that they're, they're in yeshiva, but they're really not in any which way part of the base madrash. You know, like in, in politics, there's something called a rhino. Anyone know what a rhino is? Very right, good. Republican in name only. That means that they have an R after their name, right? So people, but, but all like the conservatives don't look at them like they're real Republicans. They're Republicans in name only. They're just like, they're officially Republican, but their policies are really very liberal or, you know, Democrat, whatever. They're not, they're, they're only a Republican in name. And that's sort of like what a lot of guys in Yeshiva are. They're, they're, they're lander guys, but in name only. They're base medish guys in name only. They're officially on the roster. If you look at their, you know, if you look at my, I have on my table, I have like a lot, all the guys in yeshiva, their pictures and everything. But if you look, you know, if me as like the mashgiach here, I look through a lot of the pictures. A lot, it's not fair to say because a lot of them happen to be evening students. I don't know how they landed up on my, on my sheet with, with pictures of all the guys that are supposed to just be in, in the date program. But so it's not really fair, but there's a lot of guys that I know that are in the date, that are in the regular Lander Yeshiva program, and they, they're not here. I never, there could be like guys that I haven't seen, and like I call them over one day and I say to them, you know, are you new in Yeshiva? He says, no, I graduated three years ago. I've been learning here seven years. I'm like, it's so interesting because I never saw you. This is like the first time I saw you in Yeshiva. So... What does that mean? It means that they are sort of focused only on, on the base matter, only on the college, and they're trying to do really well in college, which is fine, but it's not, they're not really uh, incorporating in their day any learning. And for that, you know, it could save your parents a lot of money. Go to Queens College, it's at least a half, half the price, if not more, and uh, you don't need to, you know, to spend so much money and be, if, if you're not going to use the base matter at all anyway. But what we're trying to produce here, and to a, to a great degree very successfully, is a program that guys learn this Rufutner's letter. That we're not, we're trying to create Talmidim that are living a broad life. That means that you can do both. You can accomplish learning and be good at it, and then also be very good at at college, get a great degree, get into a great graduate program or, or get a great job right out of college, whatever it is, 
and be able that after you graduate, you'll still be able to find a dual curriculum in your life. You'll be able to live a broad life, have starim in the morning, whether it's going to a dafyayim shir or going or listening to a shir online or, or having a chavrusa or whatever it is, and working at the same time, and then having maybe a, a you know another chavrusa, another shir at night, and that is the ideal, you know, for for many of us. There's you know, there's another ideal for many people, and that's to learn all day. That's also wonderful. But in our yeshiva, the primary focus, the primary mission of this of this wonderful Makam Taira is to create people that are able to live this broad life, as Rav Butner described it. And it's an interesting story. This particular doctor who Rav Huttner wrote the letter to, I, I became a little close with him later in his life. And I don't want to really discuss all of the pratim, what happened in his life, and it was a very, you know, rocky road and a windy road to get to where he did at the end. But, you know, he became a doctor. He lived in Tucson, Arizona for many years. He had a practice. And then he came to Chaim Berlin to daven once Rosh Hashanah Kippur, which is like maybe 60 years after he had left, he came back on Rosh Hashanah Kippur, and I happened to be sitting at his table by davening. And then I got married within the year, and then next Rosh Hashanah Kippur, he came back again, and we invited him to, our, to eat by us a meal, uh, you know, my wife and I, uh, during a Sarasamei Tshuva, and he... It was a very, very interesting story. It would take a long time to say it, and he was just nifter about two months ago, this doctor. But, you know, Baruch Hashem, at the end of his life, he... He, he became extremely, extremely from, and he looked like a, like Rashiva, like Dr. Wallach a little bit. He wore, I saw him by a chasna, and he was wearing like a long frock and an up hat, and he had a long beard. When I had met him for the first time, he was clean shaven. He was wearing like a, you know, like a light colored suit, I think, and very interesting story, very interesting person. But he was the person that Ravutner wrote this letter to, and, um, and he owned this letter. He, this was his letter. And, uh, yeah, it's a long story about the letter itself, but, um, but that's basically this, uh, this you said. I'll pass around this, uh, this picture now.